present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Nittleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us this week in Torquay, the fine holiday resort on the South Devon coast. The area around Torbay has much to offer the interested visitor, including Kent's Cavern. It was in these caves that archaeologists unearthed Britain's earliest evidence of human habitation from the Neolithic Age, including a rudimentary toilet consisting of a prehistoric hole in the ground. <laughs> and that's not the area's only connection with France. The modern town owes its expansion to the Napoleonic Wars when Torbay was developed as a naval base. Admiral Lord Nelson was hospitalised in Torquay after losing an eye at the Battle of the Nile. And it was here that he famously remarked to his surgeons, I'd give my right arm to have that eye back. <laughs> In 1815, Napoleon himself was brought here on his way into exile. He was billeted with his guards at a local inn for a short while, and it was after this that he sent a note that read, Not tonight, Josephine. I've just been forced to spend the night in the Duke of Wellington. <laughs> the splendid Old Ways Mansion was built at nearby Paynton by Isaac Singer, the American-born industrialist and sewing machine magnet. His son further developed the family's home and as an early manufacturer of domestic freezers became known as the world's first fridge magnate. <laughs> Rudyard Kipling also lived at Paynton and there wrote his immortal lines, If you can keep your head when all about are losing theirs, then why not treat yourself to one of my exceedingly good cakes? <laughs> Indeed, this part of the world can boast more than its fair share of famous names. So let me provide something in the way of balance. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. They are on my left. Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jeremy Hardy. And please welcome our lovely scorer, who keeps a steady hand on the team's points. The ever-willing Samantha. Okay, let's get going. <coughs> On second thoughts, we'd better stay here. <laughs> and start with a round of new definitions. I'd like the teams to share with us any new definitions they may have spotted. Barry, can you start? Tantamount. To ride a French aunt. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Graham? Direct. Ruined by a Welshman. <laughs> Tim? Oxymoron. Stupid cow. <laughs> Jeremy? Copulate the time it takes the police to show up in an emergency. <laughs> Poppycock, a streaker on November the 11th. <laughs> Hemorrhage, a line of piles. 
and uh, coiffeur, a pretentious drinker. <laughs> Pandemonium, black and white musical instrument. <laughs> Mosquito, a tiny place of Muslim worship. <laughs> Physique, a Perrier enema. <laughs> Thermidor, a Spanish lobster fighter. <laughs> Increment, opposite of excrement. <laughs> Inclement, Freudian slip. <laughs> Osmosis, early Australian prophet. Pistachio, to draw a moustache on a poster when you're under the influence of drink. <laughs> Hindsight, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Gigolo, Jennifer Lopez running. <laughs> Delectable, Ian Duncan Smith. <laughs> Counterpain, someone who works in the post office. Okay. <laughs> the teams are going to sing for us now in the round called One Song to the Tune of Another. <laughs> the most obvious analogy to the concept of song construction must be a letter in an envelope. The envelope represents the tune, which carries the letter, and the letter represents the words and is comprised of one or more sheets of notepaper containing a message of some sort. <laughs> but I sense the teams are missing the point here, as there's another vital element, the stamp. A postage stamp to the correct value must be attached. That is, if you define value as paying 28p for a one in four chance of having your mail lost. <laughs> the postage stamp represents that third essential component, a musical instrument, and must be stuck in exactly the correct position. Fortunately, we have with us someone who knows exactly where he can stick it. <laughs> At the piano, Colin Sell. Okay, Barry, we'll start with you. Would you please sing the words of the Simon and Garfunkel song, Sound of Silence, to the tune of On the Sunny Side of the Street. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping left its seats while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light That split the night And touched the sound of silence In the naked light I saw God let it end Ten thousand people, maybe more People talking without speaking People hearing without listening
Okay. Now, Tim and Jeremy, I've got a duet for you. Would you please sing the words of I Remember It Well to the tune of The Red Flag? <laughs> we met at nine. We met at eight. I was on time. Yes, I remember it well We danced with friends We dined alone At ten or sang A baritone Ah, yes, I remember it well That dazzling April moon There was none that night And the moon was June That's right, that's right <laughs> I hoped to know that you Remember still The way you do Yes, I remember it well How often I thought of that <laughs> Never mind Too slick <laughs> Finally, Graham, would you sing the words of Chim Chim Cherry to the tune of Mona Lisa? Chim chimini, chim chimini, chim chim chiri. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim chimini, chim chimini, chim chim cheru. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. Or blow me a kiss and that is lucky too. Now as the ladder of life it has been sprung. You may think a sweeps on the bottom must run Though I spend me time in the ashes and the smoke In this whole wide world there is no happier blow Chim chimini, chim chimini, chim chim cherry Oh bless you Mary Bobbins <laughs> The next game is called I'm a Celebrity, Let Me In. It's just like I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, but with the neat reversal of being about celebrities. <laughs> I understand that these types of programme are what are known in the business as reality TV. Well, if being trapped in a tropical swamp with Anthony Worrell Thompson and Christine Hamilton is reality, then I say pass the mind-altering drugs. <laughs> The leading player in the genre is, of course, Big Brother, the show that took its name from Orwell's book, 1984. Orwell went on to write The Road to Wigan Pier, but only achieved his greatest acclaim after teaming up in a double act with Keith Harris. <laughs> in our reality show, Team A will be themselves, and they've advertised for celebrities to share their flat. Team B will pretend to be these famous celebrities while the other team interviews them to assess their suitability. Okay, Barry and Graham, you can start by pretending to be Michael Winner and Peter Snow, <laughs> applying to flat share with Tim and Jeremy. Off you go. Well, both of you are welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much, what's... <laughs> How nice of you to say that, Mr. Snow. Um, well... <laughs> what sort of rent were you... Thinking of paying. The money is immaterial to me. <laughs> well, I, I was hoping a very reasonable rent, um, something between 50, 60, swinging one way or the other between 5% either way, really. And would you be able to give us references? I need no references. My face is my passport. Yeah, it looks like it's been stamped on. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> 
I go to tables, not to restaurants. These are impertinent questions. Well, so you, you won't be wanting to use the kitchen then at all? Kitchen? Kitchen? I have people who do that sort of thing. Well, I'd like to use the kitchen if I might, because I, I'd like to redecorate it a little bit. This wall here, for example, half of it here, half of it here painted red, the other half representing the Tories painted blue, and a swing of 10% either way, here it goes, there it goes, there it goes. Either way, red creeping along the wall, and the Tories have taken the serving hatch. Just a bit of fun. <laughs> Will you be bringing, bringing girlfriends back? To well, the, the plural would be more applicable. Many lady friends, some of whom haven't even been born yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a pied-à-terre somewhere to take the weight off my ego. Perhaps we'll, we'll let you know. Well, that's, that's very kind. We'd like a decision right now, please. I'm sure you would. Goodbye. <laughs> Sheer impertinence. Okay, your turn now, Tim and Jeremy. I'd like you to pretend to be the Queen and Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> applying to flat share with you, Barry and Graham. Okay, off you go. Now I say what a lovely couple you are. <laughs> I give it three weeks. Now, um, the rent. What's rent? Ah, uh, understandable. It won't be a problem for me. I'm an international <laughs> rock star. <laughs> it's not going to be a problem, the rent. This is a quiet neighbourhood, Mr. Osborne. I, I hope there's not going to be any undue noise. I can't hear anything, don't worry. <laughs> I can't hear a thing. Do you have a, a regular job? Yes. But we're never quite sure what it is. <laughs> what's the hours? I've got a son that's uh, thinking of taking over, but uh, Charles will never be king king. <laughs> My job. You want to know about my job? I'm the Prince of. <laughs> Darkness. Have you any references, Mr. Osborne? I don't need references. <laughs> my is my. How about you, ma'am? Two. You're right. <laughs> The next round is called Soap and Flannel, and it's inspired by the massive proliferation of soap operas already swamping our TV schedules. With so many of these real-life dramas on, you wonder how they manage to squeeze in any gardening or cooking at all. <laughs> the round is very much about marketing and the promotion of brand names. Actually, it's quite interesting how many brand names have entered the language as generic terms. A vacuum cleaner is often referred to as a Hoover, which is a brand name as is jacuzzi, an Italian registered trademark, meaning somebody else's urine. <laughs> In soap and flannel, each team will perform a short version of a popular soap, the object being to plug surreptitiously as many products as possible. The opposing team will score points for each brand name they spot. Okay, Tim and Jeremy, you can start, and I'd like you to provide us with a commercial version of Emmerdale. Off you go. All right. Uh, I'll do, Seth. How did, how did you uh, get that bump on your head? Banged it on cistern in gents. I'm always telling you, when you go in that toilet, duck. Oh. <laughs> Still up for that fun run, then? Aye, I shall run that marathon despite your snickers. <laughs> Tell me, where's Jack and Ben and Tom? Working in fields. Oh, yeah? Aye. 
Jack's on fences, Benson hedges, and Tom's on holiday. <laughs> Tom's on holiday, right. right. How are you finding your new tenant? Super. <laughs> but, but I'm putting rent up. Oh, you're charging tenants extra then? Right. <laughs> Have you heard about this vicious and probably apocryphal big cat that's savaging flocks? <laughs> no. Oh, you should see that monster munch. <laughs> oh, look out, window. What's that quarter pound of dairy product <laughs> nesting, nesting on that chimney? Your problem is you can't tell stork from butter. <laughs> What's happened to those Picassos you had hanging in Snug Bar? We sold them, got millions for them. Were those originals? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be going. Why? I've got to drive my new Audi A8 1.9 TDI down to Specsavers. <laughs> <laughs> well, which way were you thinking of going? Oh, past Woolworths, Boots, Starbucks, <laughs> McDonald's, Starbucks. Okay, Barry and Graham, how many did you spot? Two. <laughs> Jolly good. Okay, well, it's your turn now, Barry and Graham. I'd like you to provide us, please, with a commercial version of EastEnders. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jim. Oh, hello, Phil. Uh, I ain't seen you around the Vic. Oh, the Vic, yes. Here, <laughs> yeah, Dorothy. What do you want, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Where you been? I thought you'd done a disparate act. <laughs> I've been to see Dr. J. Collis Brown. No. Yeah, what, what? The old trouble? Oh, yeah, the Tate and Lyles are giving me jib. <laughs> uh, it's a right, a right pain in the pedigree, chum. Should you go on the bus? No, I went on the old Oxo Q. No. Yeah. You'll never guess who was in here till last night. Who? Chris Eubank. He swept in, swept out again. Did he say anything? Yeah, he just said, fee fi fo fum What's that? That's his phone number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Here, Dot, any chance you might bestow your favours on me tonight? <laughs> no chance, but oh. Marmite. <laughs> Okay, Tim and Jeremy, how many did you get? I only got Kellogg's Crunchy Nut Cornflakes. <laughs> I didn't hear anything else. You get the DVD. Oh, the, is that the goodies DVD? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I heard that, yeah. Apparently it's a very reasonable price. Yeah. yeah. With eight shows in it. Excellent Can quality. you believe that, yeah. No. You can get it at the clinic. <laughs> how would you know? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, teams, let's play a round of Cheddar Gorge. This is but one of many games based around famous places and landmarks. Others include Eiffel Tower, which involves being poked in the eye with a souvenir of Paris. <laughs> then we have River Jordan, a delightful pastime based around dropping a waste of space off a bridge. <laughs> and, of course, we mustn't forget Gobi Desert, a revolting game which involves spitting into a bowl of custard. <laughs> Oh. 
Hang on, that's, that's gobby dessert. <laughs> in Cheddar Gorge, each panellist will exchange a word in turn in order to construct a coherent sentence on a given subject, the object being not to complete the sentence. If I detect a full stop, you'll hear this as I poke this heifer with my cattle prod. <laughs> okay, teams, the subject of your sentence is a school sex education talk. Tim, you can start. Boys and girls often like me to take a serious look at the practice of what we call the natural progression of disgusting <laughs> yet strangely <laughs> enjoyable activities between men and married ladies <laughs> who are very, 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 happily, yet, <laughs> strangely, attractive to each other, because they like to indulge in certain sexual practices, which, as you will understand, I like to talk about a kind of practice <laughs> which is disgusting <laughs> yet <laughs> some people like you would decide to have a tentative child <laughs> with another of the people who are coming together today. <laughs> we have another musical round now with Swanee Kazoo, where the teams... It's where the teams duet on the Swanee whistle and the kazoo. What once seemed an unlikely combination have become words that go together as naturally as ant and deck or which is which. Piano accompaniment will be provided, as ever, by Colin Sell. Colin was telling us earlier that he recently performed Mozart's horn concertos in A and E until he was assaulted by one of the patients. <laughs> At least he was handily placed to have his trumpet surgically removed. Okay, we'll start, we'll start with you, Tim and Jeremy. I'd like you to provide us with a version of You're the One That I Want, from Greece to feature Jeremy Hardy as John Travolta on the kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor as Olivia Newton-John on the Swanee Whistle.
finally, Barry and Graham, would you provide us with a version of the James Bond theme to feature Barry Cryer on kazoo and Graham Garden on Swanee Whistle? notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just time to fit in a round of Baby's Film Club. Incidentally, Tim Brooke Taylor was telling us earlier that he's been doing a spot of babysitting recently, and Tim explained that last week he was trying to burp his new grandson over his shoulder when he suddenly wet himself in a huge shower that went everywhere. <laughs> Never mind, Tim, it comes to all of us with age. <laughs> So, teams, with that image fresh in your minds, I'd like you please to suggest movie titles that might appeal to an audience of babies, toddlers, and other preschool children. Graham, will you start, please? The Silence of the Prams. <laughs> the Sound of New Sick. <laughs> Wind in the Pillows. <laughs> the Italian Jobby. <laughs> cool Hand Puke. The greatest bedtime story ever told. Diaper Hard and Diaper Hard number two. Prambo. Lock, stock and two smoking pampers. The man in the iron bib. A fistful of dollies. For a few dollies more. Journey to the early learning center of the earth. Zombies, dawn of the dead, we're still night feeding. Just, just one more push, I can see the head of Alfredo Garcia. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, as the hamster of time spins round on the wheel of eternity, and the lorry driver of fate makes a mental note to scrape it off later... <laughs> I know it's the end of the show, so from the team, Samantha, myself and the good folk of Torquay, it's goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Jeremy Hardy and Tim Brooke Taylor have been given...